Okay, well, hello everyone, and welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie the Third. I'm Jack Allison. And today we're joined by our, I guess now our number one anime correspondent. Because that's true. Because Alex is no Alex Patak is nowhere to be seen. So uh, yeah, thank you so much for coming back on, Emma Bowers. Thank My you. pleasure. Thanks for having me back on, everyone. Yeah. So um, Alex is canceled, and as I said earlier, Shinji is fucking canceled. Um, ah, I, mean, I just it, got I just got done watching all all of Evangelion. Sure. Finally, sure. Finally, and oh boy, oh boy, it it was a lot to take in but no one thing i took away from it and this is my first reaction when watching um evangelion all those years ago i never really finished it i only watched like the first maybe um seven episodes of it but uh my first you know impression was my last impression um fuck shinji <laughs> shinji is a young man who suffers from depression uh, so everyone I I, in the show is depressed. Every <laughs> single person in the show is depressed. But maybe that's the All theme right, well, of the show. What if? Yeah, we're maybe depressed. The... <laughs> yeah, he's just worse at it. He's just worse at it. Wow. Yeah. Well. Okay. I I don't know if I agree with this cancellation of Shinji, but you know, I guess we'll find out as we oh, continue. We'll continue. We continue. But first, let me ask you. So this is a big cultural moment. Evangelion is finally available for streaming, not on Crunchyroll, not mm-hmm. on, not just on your torrent. It is yeah. on straight up Netflix, which is I know. so funny. So weird. Um, I would say that you know it's good that more people are getting exposed to it. I hope that they'll. Still download the proper version on Torrent because the Netflix release is really fucked up. Well, because they changed the uh, voice actors for the English and the Japanese. They, uh, I don't know about the Japanese. Uh, they changed the voice actors, so it's a completely new um, dub. They completely like rewrote the script. They went from localization to basically like literal translations. They made a really odd mess of odd choices and terms that they used. 
Yeah, and there's also a you know there's like a uh, they they changed uh, uh, some of the subtitling that was like it kind it it was you know there was like a sort of gay subplot between Kawaru and Shinji. Uh, where they like Kawaru says he like loves Shinji, and in the Netflix version they changed it to like him instead. He changed it from love to like. Well, so there Shinji. is a little bit of you know queer erasure. They well, say here, here's in the, the Netflix thing. version as well. Here's the thing: he in Japanese he actually does say like, and they, in the Blu-ray oh, wow. version they released they, it was already changed to like. Oh wow! In like one release before oh, my this. Lord. So, like, it was kind of weird that people were up in arms about this because clearly, like, Kiaru is, like, thirsty as fuck for Shinji. It doesn't matter if he says like or love in that context. I guess that's true. Okay, I, you, you've got that. Uh, you know, I was just trying to complain about Netflix is all. <laughs> but, yeah, um, lots of people are talking about it. the discourse has already started. Yeah. People are already mad about it. Like, people have been talking yeah. about Evangelion since it came out and i could never really fully join the conversation because i hadn't watched it but like all the memes all the fights all the talk like it's been constant it's like it really is like the most popular anime uh possibly um of all at least in the west um it might be the most talked about anime so i just want to ask you guys what was your experience you know because i think you watched it before me what was it like you know to be in the evangelion discourse for the past like 20 years back in the day man like okay one there wasn't like even a torrent or a crunchy roll let alone like a netflix you went to a blockbuster you got a couple and then like you went to like you begged your dad to like drive you to another blockbuster like across town and it was a big hodgepodge mess. You finally acquired like all the series. And then in a really smelly like collector's convention at the Marriott in downtown Albuquerque, you went into a teeny tiny room <laughs> and you watched a sub fan subbed version of End of Evangelion, which you probably shouldn't be watching because you're probably like 14 when this is going down. <laughs> um, then you went online and everyone said a bunch of derogatory slurs in regards to the entire cast. No no one was free sure. from words i don't feel comfortable like as a mature adult repeating <laughs> and that yeah. was what it was like to to be a fan of um avan kellyan <laughs> yeah i mean i i was not even as original a fan as that so i think i first watched evangelion uh, uh, on torrent, you know, so, but I did watch it at the right time, which is your teenage years, uh, you know, it, in that same sort of, it, I feel like Evangelion occupies a little of the same space as like Matrix and Fight Club in my mind <laughs> for like, you know, like the, like when you watch something that was super fucked up and you're a teenager and it, you know, informs your psyche somehow. Yeah, so I never, I, I tried to watch Evangelion, but I already seen Berserk and I didn't really need any more anime after that because, um, like. That filled you. That was yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, that was enough, really. <laughs> so I didn't really have this Evangelion sized hole in me, but what I did notice, you know, just from first watching is just how, like, incredible like the design and the animation is because ostensibly evangelion is like power rangers right yeah it's like a kaiju fighting uh show where you have some teen heroes going after these monsters that attack a new monster attacks the city every episode and the teens go out 
uh, overcome the odds and fight them in their giant mechs. And like, right. there's tons of show, live action anime shows like this, but Evangelion like takes that formula and just fucks with it so much and creates this really unique thing. And that's just the first like half of the season. Then it completely <laughs> goes uh, off the rails. It really is. And, um, so like in the world of like the, the, the anime discourse, the anime critique, um, deconstruction gets like overused way too much. It'll be like, Oh, this character died. It's a deconstruction or whatever, you know? <laughs> um, but I would argue that, yeah, like at least for its time, definitely Ava was very much a deconstruction of the, the mecha, you know, cause before then it was a little spunky boy and, you know, oh, gee willikers, his dad got him a robot. Oh, golly, Papa. I'll pilot it. Wow, this is fun. <laughs> and it's a very realistic take on like, well, isn't this really fucked up that you've like forced your kid to be a child soldier? And <laughs> it was kind of the first, like, I think outside of Gundam, which had a lot of, I think like, Oh, like we're, we're kind of hard guys. Like it's to be like, no, this wouldn't just be like a challenge. It would utterly completely destroy your psyche. <laughs> and, and not just the kiddos, everybody involved is probably right. very fucked up where they all think this is a good idea or at least the best course <laughs> of action. And nowadays there's so many mecha that are the same thing. Like, Oh, actually like, what if we're lonely on the inside? But uh, for its time, at least from what I know, Ava was, was like a big deal. It was the first one of its kind to really kind of twist the the fun mecha boy wonder genre like right on its head. Yeah, and I want to give get credit for what it does within the genre with uh, within the genre before the deconstruction because the Evangelions look fucking cool. Yeah, like they are some of the coolest mechs ever. It's just a fucking cool looking show. Like Hideki Anno is like just a, a fucking awesome director like the design is great and the motion is fucking incredible like yes. you know and he's doing this you know and the budget does sort of begin to show itself as the uh, series <laughs> continues but he is doing this on like a television budget and it's fucking incredible yeah like the designs for like the angels and the monsters and the he's constantly coming up with brand new stuff like when you watch mm -hmm. anything else it's always like you'll have a monster that shoots laser you have a monster that shoots fires like this has a monster that like its shadow creates a hole in in like our reality and sends you into dark matter like all this all this like bizarre weird shit that he comes up with and injects into the genre like even if it didn't take that huge turn towards being like um freud the anime like it still would be like a pretty amazing achievement for what he did within the genre before breaking it down yeah, I love, I love the visuals because I think in our heads, like we think of Mecha as very clunky and the Avas are, I mean, I won't go into spoilers, but they look, you know, bioorganic. I don't know if you guys have seen JoJo's, mm -hmm. but they remind me a lot of the stands, you know, where there's a creepy quality of like, like, um, organic meets mechanical. Mm hmm. Yeah, there's something like sleek and sort of, and, and the, but there is like a real, the, the Evas move in a really cool way that is like kind of like unsettling and off-putting but still very cool. And they look, you know, very different than, you know, uh, uh, the other mechas we've seen. I, I agree, Leslie, that like sort of just on its own merits, it kind of like elevates the genre just by like the by his creativity, you know, uh, even before, uh, uh, you know, it does a, a big twist. 
Yeah. So, you know, in those first few episodes, one of the things that's kind of different about uh, Evangelion, as opposed to the other ones, as we mentioned, is that, you know, the child soldiers are all kind of, you know, have like issues going on, especially Shinji, the main character, uh-huh. um, for some people. For some people, he's the main character. I personally have a different opinion on that. But Shinji, he is very reluctant um, to be this mega superhero guy. Like in most of these things, like uh, the you know, you might have some resistance initially to being called to save the world from these. Um, he really doesn't want to do it. Yeah, he no. does not want to do it at all. <laughs> initially, initially, and and I really identify with that (laughs) (laughs) my favorite thing is i appreciate this more rewatching it which is he doesn't want to do it he does it and then he's like fuck no (laughs) he tries to run off again it's like no way this really was terrible like it is even worse actually i did it and it was horrible (laughs) well until the end but we'll we'll get to that later um when we cancel him for good but you know you have he has his father um named gendo ikari um is the head of this secretive operation well i guess it's not so secretive since it's massive yeah (laughs) i don't know what you call it it's not like it's just an it's a defense organization i guess for we this is the thing that's dealing with all these angels these angels so these angels keep coming up and attacking humanity. And this is something I, I really have seen in a lot of stuff, which I kind of like. You know that Japan used to be an imperialist nation because yeah. whenever they make stuff like this, they're the center of it. It's like it's not – the angels are always trying to attack Japan. Japan. Like yeah. they are the <laughs> yeah. center of the world. Just like if a movie was made in America, we always act like – we're the city of the world, New York, Los Angeles. I right. just wonder, yeah. like, if you were from a different, if, if this were made in a different country, <laughs> it would be like, it would be a little bit thing, a, a different thing. But like, if the world, if Tokyo gets destroyed, the whole entire world ends is kind of the That's premise it. of the show. <laughs> and so these angels, they keep coming and they have developed these Evangelion, these f- big fighting yeah. machines. Uh, to that have to be up. controlled by 14 year olds. Yes. yes. I forget what, why did they, why were they, I remember this. I remember this because they were all conceived around the time of the second impact. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, it's just mostly because it's a show that's supposed to be about teenagers (laughs) driving big robots. But I think they were so stuck in like, okay, what would really happen if a teenage pilot a mecha? And then it was like, who in their right mind lets a kid pilot a mecha? So they had to be like, there's no choice. It has to be literal children. Right. And so eventually, so, you know, they go in, they call in Shinji, who is estranged from his father. His father kind of abandoned him and he just calls him up to Tokyo and says, Shinji, you got to save the world now. And he kind of does it and it fucks him up big time. <laughs> but it's not all bad for Shinji because Shinji, you know, he was a very lonely kid, didn't seem to have very many friends uh wherever he was living at uh, and so he gets to meet some people now that he's you know this evangelion pilot this world saver including um his uh ray ayanami who is another child uh soldier and yeah. um misato uh kasuragi who works for nerve which is their little agency and becomes his surrogate mother <laughs> very <laughs> weird very weird because she's only like in her like mid 20s at best (laughs) it's a strange very strange relationship that they have with each other 
Uh, and she also has a penguin as a pet. She keeps a penguin, Pen Pen, as her pet. You know, the first time I tried to watch it, like, I kind of, like, rolled my eyes at the penguin. Later like episodes, the penguin, the penguin yes. becomes, like, the best part. Yeah, that, and the thing with the penguin is that, like, it's all about that the animation and drawing of the penguin is, <laughs> like, so cool. Good. Oh, the yeah. penguin's good. He, like, it could be so bad, but it it's so good, actually. Pen Pen's great, and I think it's because they never once try to, like make him like a little mascot or a quippy character right. or something he's just sort of like i'm from cowboy bebop like he's like there <laughs> he's there yeah and i like he it he does his little he's in his own little like penguin-esque world you know <laughs> <laughs> i just look google this and they had um this is very cute an evangelion themed penguin penguin parade wow uh, in japan <laughs> they have like six little penguins i mean with, like little evangelion like uh tags on it's like truly funny that this show you know with everything that's in it had like a little parade in japan. <laughs> <laughs> what's the show really well known for the penguin <laughs> <laughs> so it's kind of funny because because when i was living in japan it was when the m- new movies were coming out and you would see evangelion like everywhere um in 7-eleven all that sort of shit and like the show about all- how teenagers are horny <laughs> and stuff like that's the <laughs> that's the one that's plastered. i truly and- think it's just because the animation is that good like it just is that good of a show yeah and all my students know it like they don't know they didn't i mean i i taught a lot of kind of shitty students mm-hmm. and they didn't know shit about culture but they all knew evangelion like it was a big huh. cultural thing even though i'm sure most of them had never um watched it um but it i do want to say again like i this show is so horny it's, it's so very horny. weird and very horny I, I mean in rewatching it it was very funny to me like rewatching it and i was like okay so this is really the show that all the like normal people on twitter are talking about this weekend <laughs> i'm like we're really uh, everyone's watching like evangelion right now like what has i don't know if that's like good or bad or what it's just like it, it wad I, I always bring up like misato and it was one of those things that was like you know and I don't know how much is deconstruction is just it's a horny ass show because I think there's kind of that trope of like, oh, the teenage boy has a, you know, a, a sexy, hot, you know, older sister type. And I'm watching this. I'm like, uh, but I get mad at Misato because I'm like, Misato, like, no, like, why the hell? He's a minor. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. So Misato's an interesting character because on the one level, she's like this you know professional woman who also wants yeah. to kind of own her sexuality but also does it in a way where she's like creeping on a 14 year old it's like it's a, it's a real kind of mixed mixed bad misado is kind of a mixed bad i i end up you know not like loving masato that much and i i really didn't like her because you know shinji shinji you're like trying to hook up you're you're kind of you know <laughs> sexualizing shinji you're just of a all shinji the hater. kids of you're all just the a kids. shinji hater you hate shinji so much i do hate shinji so much <laughs> i hate everybody who likes him that which is why my favorite character <laughs> is of course asuka because she hates shinji from beginning she just like truly hates shinji. yeah but she's it, also, it takes a german to hate shinji enough yes, just a whole different that, culture for them to have enough angry, hate for him little angry schnitzel full of hate <laughs> <and> shinji. <laughs> 
Yeah, so Asuka is my favorite character because she's just so angry and mad. She's also depressed, but she can't fuse her depression into being the best pilot that she can be. And, you know, when all when all the shit is going down, like, she's the one who tries to take charge while Shinji just goes in the corner and cries. Um, I, I am sh- But I identify with that. I identify with that. And so, you know, you like to see characters like yourself on screen. <laughs> so that is the thing. Like, I feel like Shinji kind of, you know, with Evangelion and its influence, like so many bad animes up to this day replicate that dynamic. The little criny, whiny boy who's the main (laughs) character with no redeeming qualities. And yet he's surrounded by beautiful women who all want to love him and take care of him. That's an anime. Like that's the standard. That's the way it's supposed to be. And I feel like... No, no, Jack. Oh, wow. No, it wasn't always like this. But I feel like I don't know if Evangelion started it, but they certainly popularized it and poisoned everyone's mind into thinking that this is the way it's supposed to be. I would argue, though, <laughs> oh. I think Ava is at least aware. It's like aware that Shinji is flawed and even unlikable. I don't think anyone who created that show would be right. shocked to learn that you know you hate Shinji. Everyone hates canceled. Shinji, yeah. as opposed to say like, oh, what the fuck was that show? Like, like, like Rising of the Shield Hero, where you're supposed to like root for this guy, even though a big plot point is he owns a slave. And you're supposed to be like, yeah, he's going to be okay now because his right, slave that's loves a, him. That's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like um, unlike a lot of other stuff that came definitely after Ava, I'd say Ava at least has a degree of self-awareness for like just the, uh, the, the very like unlikable and often sort of repulsive traits its characters have. Yeah. There's a couple interesting things like as a student is a teacher in Japan. The students in this are very realistic, I have to say. The teens are just like exact Japanese teens are exactly like this. Like Really? Yes. They're so like this. They're, you got a lot of rays, you got a lot of Shinjis. They're always a pain in the ass. They're always so intro- <laughs> so introverted. It's impossible to do anything. You want a good Ryoji. Ryoji is my dude. Ryoji, yes, Ryoji is kind sure. of a, rambunctious asshole but he'll do whatever you say and he, he'll he be fine in class like he, he, <laughs> uh, the oscars are also you know they want sure. a lot of attention but what about it, ray 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 again very introverted very <laughs> sure difficult to deal with as a teacher you know i'm not saying as a human being of course he's not teams, bad as a these person ki- yeah. yeah these kids are going through a lot but as a teacher you want your more you want your ryojis and your oscars not your rays but it is interesting that they're a cultural thing is like so they're all in um ninth grade right and ninth grade is notoriously a horrible time to be a child in japan because that's when you're taking your tests to go into high school um like it and you have to take tests to get into a good high school so you have these very young kids under this high high pressure situation like if you're you'll be uh kids will be sent you know to hours and hours of after school study in order to get into a good high school like just think of all the pressure you have about going to college and getting into a good college but placed on people on kids who are much younger i think that's uh i think that was a probably a pretty deliberate choice by i know i know because you know that is all just a horrible time to be a child in japan is in um ninth grade your last uh, year of middle school because you have all this pressure you got all these hormones running through you um Hmm. you hate everyone and everything and everybody's shitty towards you especially adults 
<laughs> I I think about that because yeah, I've had a couple other um, friends who have you know taught Japanese over in sorry taught English over in Japan. And that always blew my mind because I think of myself like, you know, when I was in the ninth grade and I was not in a mental state to make choices for myself. Hell, when I was in high school and I was supposed to be applying for colleges, I couldn't make like those choices. And those like bit me in the ass for like years to come. And I just like that blows my mind that in Japan, like if you're a middle schooler and you're too horny with too much depression to get into a good high school, (laughs) that is it. Your career is ruined. You got to work at like the, the family mart for the rest of your life. Like that is insane to me yeah and so you have all that pressure on kids just to get into high school evangelion says what if we put all that pressure on kids to save the planet Does, well, and tokyo this, but which is the planet and, really. and not just that but decide the fate of all of humanity now emma i know you're an expert can you please explain to me what the fuck happens from like uh episode 15 on because i think oh. i know but I'm not one thousand percent sure. All right. I'm, what I'm, is starting with what is seal? Exactly. <laughs> um, how is it different from nerve? I think they're like um, all right. From what I can remember, I feel like because here's the thing: rewatching it kind of gave me that Ghostbusters vibe, where it's like, oh, the government is too boring and too full of bureaucrats to do what's right. You know, nerve does what's right. And I think right. Seal is like the government's branch of saying Nerve has too much power. And also, um, we actually want the angels to happen because if they all turn everyone into a primordial soup, we'll be happy again. Um, <laughs> that's my gist of it. <laughs> I think I'm right on that. <laughs> it's very, um, it, like, it was very hard for me to, com- to figure out, like, so Seal and Nerve were fighting, but, like, how were their goals? significantly different because gendo like he wants to reunite with his wife and i assume it's a similar process to what actually happens which is what seal happens uh which seal does which is you know get lilith to fuck (laughs) to grow into a giant (laughs) 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 i don't know i don't know what happened i I, I, I'm I'm I'm, I'm kind of lost about the plot. Um, it was cool to look at. It was very visually stunning. Yeah. But like explaining what actually happened in those last uh, in end of Evangelion, especially, was it's kind of difficult. Well, you see, Leslie, now you have to watch the the the, the new remake of Evangelion, uh, which will help to further illuminate uh, the original intent of Hideki. I, I mean, I honestly. I, I also you know I like Evangelion. I've watched it a number of times. I am I don't know exactly what happens in the last <laughs> few episodes either. I I think uh, you were like, well, what about like aren't like isn't Gendo's goal similar? And I feel like Gendo has Gendo's in it for Gendo, and I think no one else in Nerve is interested in like I don't know merging with a giantess fetish or whatever the hell's going on at the end there. Um, but like I said, Gendo's in it for Gendo at the end of the day. See, I, I kind of disagree. I felt like in, in those very last scenes, we learn more about Gendo than we do, you know, the whole rest of the show. We learned that he sent, you know, Shinji away, not because he hates him, because he loves him. He didn't want to hurt him. We learned that, you know, Ray, we, of course, Ray is like a clone of his wife and also Shinji's mother. And that's why Shinji said a bunch of sexist stuff towards her early on in the show. Another reason he's canceled. <laughs> and sure. his, he wants. He's he, a boy. 
He's a young <laughs> He's boy. He's 14. You should not be going around. a 14-year-old. Oh, hell yes, you can. Oh, right, hell fine, yes, you fine. can. Fine. Okay, okay. You can. You can. You can. You're right about that. Okay. But so it, you, he wants to merge with Ray, and Ray rejects him, but his purpose was to merge with Ray because he was his wife, and... Oh, shit, I, I'm I'm still lost again. <laughs> but I feel like we're supposed to be a little bit more sensitive towards Gendo, especially because he took his wife's name when they got married, which is I feel right. is a feminist move, and he's probably disappointed in Shinji um, for his very you know um, reactionary you know conservative <laughs> views about women. Shinji says some shit about women that's really unacceptable. I just want to highlight that he did not learn that from Gendo. Yeah, because Gendo wasn't around yeah, so to teach saying, her how to respect women. <laughs> Maybe if Gendo had like been a little bit of a father, Shinji would have a little bit more respect. Like that's how <laughs> it's much. True, it's that, true. But but that's he didn't want to spread uh, you know spread any toxic toxic masculinity to Shinji. So that's why he pulled back entirely. Let him be raised by a twenty five year old employee of his. <laughs> And that 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 is really just you know he's just trying to do the right thing um, and end the cycle of toxic masculinity. Unfortunately, Shinji just um, didn't want to do it. You know it it is true. Uh, you know, uh, like I've said before, Shin, Shinji's a troubled young man. Shinji uh, Shinji has troubles. And so so when the things when things start to turn and we get this more and more complex plot, what I felt about the show is that it ended up being like less concerned with the overarching plot. It was less concerned with the angels and the end of the world and the third impact and became much more concerned with the internal lives of the individual characters. And in fact, like episode 25 and 26, like it, the, like the intro to the show is actually says something like, yes, all, all of humanity is um, being merged into a soup right now, but we're just going to focus on this one little boy. <laughs> and it all takes place inside Shinji's head. And I do, and you know, watching this time, I feel a little bit, it's, a little bit disappointed in that. I wish the show, like, I know he was very, you know, became very obsessed with psychology um, during the end of the show. And, you know, he did some interesting stuff there, but I feel like he gave, you know, sh- kind of short shrift to, like, the, you know, the natural progression of the plot, where instead of, you know, just focusing on the individual psychology of the characters, it would expand and get bigger. And then we would learn more about what the angels are, what they mean, what exactly would happen in the world. I feel like in End of Evangelion tries to cover this, but it's just not, it's uh, too little, a bit too late i wish um like the focus of the show was less on the individual psychology of the characters towards the end i guess but i feel like in a lot of shows when it comes to a reason of like why are there these things what do they really want i mean it kind of becomes like lost it's like oh this okay like the answer wasn't as exciting as I'd hoped for. And, you know, the, the series gone to shit now, which is not to say Ava does, but I feel like even really trying to learn a little bit more about the whys and the wherefores of the angels. I don't know if that would entirely improve the show. I mean, I kind of take it at face value, which is they're angels and they were foretold in like a prophecy that they would end humanity. 
You know, I don't I don't know if I'd be happier if I had like more explanation as to why the angels are around and what their purpose is outside of exterminating everyone. I kind of agree. And also just on the, you know, the element of like that, that this is part of what makes it Evangelion, <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> that it is like these big things, these gigantic things are happening. And it's all just about how Shinji is like depressed. Shinji is like feeling really, really <laughs> sad and stressed out. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, that is kind of like what makes it a unique show is uh, it's like, you know, singular focus on the inner lives of these teenagers. <laughs> And so I I think we've covered most of, you know, what goes down in the series. So we get to the end of Evangelion, right? And I guess it's, in, it's interesting history behind it because they put out the last two episodes, which just take place in Shinji's head, don't have a ton of animation, <laughs> repeat yeah. a lot of animation over and over well, again. Well, they, they ran out of money as a big element uh, <laughs> of Evangelion that is worth uh, – uh, uh, remembering, you know, you he put out these two episodes and everybody was mad because it didn't tell anybody like what actually happened to anyone except you kind of know that Masato dies and um, who's the uh, the science the blonde scientist Ritsko. Ritsko, yeah, yeah, you know that Masato and Ritsko die probably um, if you watch twenty uh, the last two episodes, but that's about it. You don't really know what the fuck else is going on, and it was just yeah. like that—that's the end. Like, I think there's a clip of him like at a convention, and somebody asked him, "Wait, uh, what do you think about fans who are disappointed about the last two episodes?" And he's just like too fucking mad. <laughs> 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 but we did get um e- end of Evangelion um which is not so there there's a, also like two other movies right there's Death and like Read Death or something like that. Wasn't one kind of like a little summary it was like and in case you missed it you know here's all yeah, there- six episodes. Death and Rebirth, yeah, that one is uh, just like a recap episode of uh, uh, of like everything up to this point. And then um, we have End of Evangelion, which is a proper you know film ending uh, to the series, which tells us everything that was going on outside of little Shinji's head. And it's a fucking trip and a half. Um, <laughs> it's like, I. It's just you know. It first of all, it's again stunningly beautiful animation. Yeah. Like if you were just gonna watch the scenes of like uh, the robot battles, like you would just use that would still be enough to blow you away. They're like maybe the best ever. They're maybe the best ones ever done. Yeah, Oscar rampaging like um, one of my favorite like I think scenes just out of Ava. You know, just yeah, so cool. <laughs> Yeah. So good. Yeah, it's great. She's great. She is out there mm-hmm. fighting to save the world. It's like, was it like nine, five on one? Her versus all these, you know, new Avas that have been manufactured. We've learned by this point that the Avas are actually angels themselves. They're yes. organic beings with their own consciousness and sentience. They're just being repressed, uh, repe- repressed by nerve and steel um, in order to use them as weapons. And she just like has to try and take all of them on because the Japanese government, along with seal, is trying to destroy nerve because they don't trust gendo anymore because he might start the third impact and they want 
to start the third impact. Like my head just hurts just trying to piece time I try to piece this together. It's just so like it's a trip. Yeah. It's a trip. I <laughs> but it was the film uh, itself was actually a lot less you know esoteric than what you know I expect. What you know because I've heard so much about how weird in the Evangelion is, but it was a lot less esoteric than I expected. Like there was a, some weird stuff in it, but it has kind of a similar ending to other stuff where you know it's a very you know kind of Japanese. Uh, concept like um the concern movie live action movie kind of has the same thing where all of humanity is supposed to unite you know this body and unite in a certain way um except uh, the t- twist in evangelion is that they all have to unite and disembody and turn literally into yeah. like <laughs> and turn into like high c because shinji <laughs> is depressed because it's Shinji's <laughs> choice to do this to all of humanity. And he changes his mind like five minutes later. What the fuck, Shinji? How can you defend Shinji? He killed every single person on the planet. So you're you're canceling Shinji for, for killing every single person on the entire earth, okay? And yet you are the one you love Berserk. Um I don't you love stand Berserk. Griffith. Didn't oh. you say Griffith did nothing wrong? No, I you did said not. Griffith? I have never said Griffith did nothing wrong. Griffith did really? everything wrong. So uh, you okay. thank you for pointing out that Shinji is just right. uh, uh, a uh a Griffith of Evangelion. Thank you for uh, <laughs> explaining that. Yeah, okay. almost. Well, the opening scene of this, he literally sexually molests Asuka. So the the yeah. parallels are there. <laughs> the parallels are there. Uh, he does that is a, that's an accurate telling of what he does at the beginning of end of Evangelion. Uh, I I guess I have to acknowledge and ratify your your canceling of Shinji. Thank you. Now that I I see all the evidence here. I feel just, I'm not disagreeing. It is wrong to sexually molest your uh, comatose uh, friend. But maybe perhaps we need to simply look at Ava as more of a, a cautionary tale. Why we should not put teenage children into Mecca. Because they have depression and hormones. And will turn right. us all into like jello. <laughs> We'll see. Yeah, do not do not put them in mecca. <laughs> yes. I, I, I think that majorly. But here's the thing, though. In End of Evangelion, we learned that Shinji, in his deepest heart, in his you know deep in his psyche, the one thing that gives him va- value is actually piloting the mecca. Is pilot? He says m- multiple times that this is the thing I have. This is the thing that makes people care about me and like me. And that's why I do it. But he also doesn't want to do it because he hates himself and he doesn't want people to like him. That's how deep the, in the psychology, you know, Evangelion gets at. I do like that, but ultimately you do have to say that, you know, Shinji is a little selfish narcissist, you know, he, yeah, he, at, yeah. at the end of the day, he doesn't really care that much about people as other people there's a scene in the event in the viva where uh i don't know if it, it yeah it does happen in his head where he's like you know trying to like so he's kind of cycled through like misato ray and asuka as these you know 
objects of affection and love that he's going after and go and he lands on Asuka and then the Asuka in his mind tells him like what do you mean you're just coming at me because I'm the easiest you don't actually care about me you never loved me you you don't love me and you never loved anyone else I think Asuka you know throughout all this you know for all her falls and her depression and her anger she is the one person who she sees Shinji for what he really is and I find, I mean, here's the thing. When I was younger, like, I just, I disliked both of them. I thought Shinji was terrible and whiny. And I just thought Asuka was just this nasty, like, bully. Like, I, I hated Asuka. And it's wild to watch it now, like, as an adult and just really understand both of them. And what I find fascinating is their connection is very much their self-loathing and basing their self-worth on piling the Ava. And that's literally the only thing they both have in common. And they somehow formed a very unhealthy kind of bond through that. And I find that kind of interesting. And I think it has something deeper to say about like just sort of the, the codependencies that we form based on our own unhealthy obsessions and habits. It's like two like depressed people being friends and they're not true friends to the way like I would see like people of friendships with like kind of values and trust. It's just they can both just sit and be really sad with one another, you know, and there's a comfort in that. And I'd argue, I'd say, like, that's, I think, um, Shinji and Asuka's big connection is they're both just, just cripplingly low self-esteem. They deal with it differently, but there's this very, like, self-loathing where they're connecting, but they're both, unfortunately, too broken to really form anything better out of that or assist right. each other to become, you know, better individuals. You know, I, I, I do see what you're saying, but I think I echo you know, my queen, Asuka, her last words <laughs> in uh, the film when you talk about a connection between her and Shinji. And I'll just say, disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> At the end of the film, you know, wow. Shinji has turned every human being on the planet into high C. Um, and... For somehow he uh, he re, um, re, he resubstantiates, and so does Asuka, and they're on like this hellscape beach with like the um, yeah. other with some of the um, uh, mass manufacturer Evas like standing in like cross pos- with their arms in crosses. There's lots of Christian imagery in Evangelion and lots of Christian references, but I think uh, I don't want to make too much of it because I I really just think it's using like it as a and as like the same way we would use like Norse mythology or Greek mythology. I don't know if there's a lot of meaning as, as far as like actual getting into like the theology of Christianity. I don't know sure. if there's a lot of meaning here. It and, might just be the imagery. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. the kind of the imagery, but they're on that, you know, that hell beach and like Shinji tries to kill Asuka, uh, just like he did in his dream. He tries <laughs> okay. to choke her to death. You're right. He's bad. Shinji is bad. <laughs> um, because uh, she's the one person who knows the truth about him. And, you know, I, think you know a lot of people got mad at me online when i said i didn't really like shinji and i think asuka is right to yell at him and all those people you y'all fucking saw end of evangelion oh so what God. is wrong with you what is wrong with you how could you possibly defend shinji? Uh, i 
so I, I always thought it's like a fever dream end of Evangelion. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like that's we, what people have said. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people said it was a fever dream because if you take it as you know reality, then there's no way you could say that Chinji is really a good person or really learned sure. anything throughout all of this. I think that's probably the scarier thing: the proposal that Shinji went through all of this and he's still kind of like a piece of shit. Because um, if you you know at the end of episode 26 there's that you know kind of weird scene where everybody congratulates shinji on finally figuring knowing himself and figuring out like that his problems stem from his not from other people being mean to him but his own you know self-loathing and self-hatred and he needs to work on that instead of just expecting other people uh to fix him for him um but when you get to end of evangelion he's just like a budding serial killer (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I feel like it's a Schrodinger's cat thing. Like it's simultaneous. Simultaneously, we have a Shinji who's going to work on improving himself. And simultaneously, we have a Shinji right. who's just gone off the deep end and strangled the last human being on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's sort of the, the branching endings Evangelion thing, because there are like multiple endings really of Evangelion. Leslie, you simply have to watch the new remakes of them that haven't even been finished yet. Is Shinji better in them? Honestly. Well, it's not over yet. So, I mean, yes, he's better than End of Eva, I would say. <laughs> but not the start. But not the start. I don't, I don't think he's like... I don't, not really, no. ...jerked off on anyone yet, so... Not yet, no. We, we haven't yet. seen that happen in the, in the remake series yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right, and there's one character that people were talking about because of the translation, um, uh, Kawa... Was he uh, Kawaru? Kawaru, yeah. Kawaru, who is, again, so he's an angel who is a secret agent for S.H.I.E.L.D. who tries yeah. to infiltrate Nerve yeah. to just get Shinji mm-hmm. to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I what that is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? I, I, I just don't know. I can't I can't sort that out. I, I just can't figure it out. Like, if he's an angel, why doesn't he tell? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because it's really about the kids, you know? It's really about... Uh, <laughs> Them kids. <laughs> Yeah, it's really about the kids, not necessarily about all the, the you know, the the actual everything else making sense or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, Shinji just has to meet someone who will accept and love him unconditionally, regardless of his worth right. or merit. And then, of course, because it is Shinji <laughs> and nothing can ever go right that would allow him to improve himself, then suddenly he's forced to murder, like, pretty horrifically the only yeah. person who could ever give him unconditional love. <laughs> he pops his head off like a pet dispenser. <laughs> So <laughs> oh man, there is there's so much going on with Evangelion. I feel like, but I feel like it really holds like you know important place in culture, in anime culture, in Japanese culture, and like our interpretation of it. What do you guys think? You know, this new release will do. Um, like, will you know? this change the way we look at anime will this get you know maybe more companies to start producing high quality anime again or will we be stuck or will we just be here you know in six months with the re-release of cowboy bebop on netflix i so i feel like netflix so i'm sure you know this they paid a 
fuck ton of money to get um, Ava. Like, I think probably like as much as they do to get like the friends of the office or whatever bullshit. They paid a fuck right. ton. And then not only as we've talked about, they pretty much shit the bed in terms of translation, having like a, for the most part, a pretty like mediocre dub cast. No offense to the actors. It's yeah. Just, yeah. There's more behind it. I'm not saying they're bad actors and saying you got a voice director, whatever. But my point is they're not. Yeah. Um, so they do all this. And then outside of the internet and Twitter, they didn't advertise it at all. Like they right. spent a fuck ton of money and literally like didn't make a peep about it. And I'd be super interested to know in who who is watching it, who is someone who either is rewatching it or someone who's similar to like, oh, I've heard of this. I just never got around to watching it versus someone who's never heard of it before or vaguely heard of it and said, I'm going to check it out. And I feel that that percentage is really, really small. And I also unfortunately feel that a lot of animes having the same dilemma Western media is they're not super interested in funding like new, interesting, crazy things. They want their reboots, their remasters, their, you know, equivalents of Marvel movies and live action Disney remakes, you know, and it's 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 about the library. Mm -hmm. It's about the library. And I kind of don't think this will lead to any like. I mean, it won't lead to any more good new anime being produced uh, than anything else. Like, as much anime is going to happen as was before. (laughs) But you're right. Like, it will just be like, you know, they'll be able to, you know, Netflix will do a big release of, like, some other anime library that they bought that we saw, you know, either in, like, the 90s or early 2000s. And, you know, I can help when watching this, uh, watching Evangelion. Um, realizing that, you know, um, Guillermo del Toro ripped all of the shit off for Pacific Rim. <laughs> like, just the most it's true, sh- mm-hmm. completely shameless. Like, I I really thought, you know, Pacific Rim was kind of like a pastiche where he took a lot of stuff from a lot of different things. No, even he just did Evangelion with like less interest with like no interesting themes instead. Like the whole thing about having to be in <laughs> sync with the you right. know the thing like that's just yeah, he made it like not interesting. Yeah. He did Evangelion but not interesting. What if you're in sync to someone but we don't actually focus on the psychological like ramifications of that? Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, they did or she well the only thing is like you can't have psychology. If you have any psychology, then you get out of sync and it's bad. And like you, you have to, you know, stop the film to show fast flashbacks. That was all he did with it. And it was really not that interesting. And it's just like, like a shame because I feel like if they ever do do a live action <laughs> Evangelion, people are going to be like, oh, this is just like Pacific Rim. Well, Pacific Rim is the entire <laughs> episode of um, Ava where Asuka and Shinji have to, like, learn to move in sync to fight that angel. Right. Except without, like, anything <laughs> that makes it, like, a really, like, kind of quirky and endearing episode. <laughs> You're like, what about this fun right. episode? But we take away all the fun things. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, I, you're right. Like, it, well, I, I think Pacific Rim is exactly like what it is, and I kind of even enjoy it for that, which is like the big Western American version of Evangelion. Um, you know, uh, uh, it's not as good. It does take out a lot of what's interesting about it, but you know, Guillermo del Toro like did, I, I think, what he set out to do, which was make an American <laughs> Evangelion. But it's actually, I feel like it's not as big. It's actually a lot smaller. 
Like uh, it's true. It's not yeah. as big as Evangelion, mm. but nothing nothing can be. Like you just, I don't know. It doesn't feel like you could do special effects that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, w- one thing we didn't mention, you know, the kind of political background of Evangelion, because this is a show. Like the premise is that like climate change happened. Like it starts from there. Like the art, the the ice caps have already melted and kind of fucked up the world. And like the past fifteen years have been living in hell but somehow they got past it basically and you look you see like the old like city of tokyo and just everything's underwater you know like uh, what i always found fascinating is just so like clearly it's like the world is ending but everyone's still going about their routine you know what i mean like the kids go to school and they they run it the exact same way like you'd see any japanese middle school classroom you know like there's a there's a monotony i think to a lot of it which I yeah, think is absolutely. Like, which is an interesting thing that like does feel like <laughs> like real life. <laughs> like it's like everything that's going on. They're like, well, it's like abject hell. It's an yeah. absolute <laughs> fucking nightmare out there. But uh, everyone's still going to school, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Everything's going to school. The trains still mostly run on time. Like everything, right. Is mm-hmm. very ordered, and we just let. You know, a couple of fourteen-year-olds worry about these massive uh, <laughs> uh, monsters. It's kind of like the us. ones who leave Omelas a little bit. <laughs> Evangelion. The uh, 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 never mind. Like, what's her name? Story. Uh, uh, Ursula Le Guin story. Yeah, about the one child who gets tortured. <laughs> How about the, yeah, Evangelion's like that. Well, all right. I think we've covered almost everything there is to talk about. By Evangelion. And now I just have to ask you guys, you know, you started this episode defending Shinji. Are you ready to come over to Team Asuka? Uh, there's no Team Shinji versus Team Oh, yes, Asuka. there is. I started, I started. I just started right now. I I I reserve the right to wait until the new movie series is finished, and then also the subsequent uh, remake movie series, the one that he's going to do after this one. I am a big believer in dialectics. It's good for my own personal well-being, so I will just simply say that uh, Shinji has a lot of terrible, unhealthy behaviors, and uh-huh. perhaps it is possible to still sympathize or understand why he acts in such an unhealthy way. See, look at that. I think that's really nice, Leslie. It would, t- it would take a, a, you know, I don't know that anyone on Team Asuka could say something that kind. I think that's very sweet. I think, t- I think because we don't have to be kind to Asuka because she goes out there and she does what wow. she needs to do. She okay. gets in the fucking Ava. Right. You got to watch the remake movies. So you oh, really don't know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll... You got to watch another six hours. All right. Well, folks. That was drug session. Emma, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter at hyenas and Jen. Um, follow me for lots of pictures of animals, a little bit of cosplay. All right, folks, have a good one. Peace. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
like what you hear, want to hear more, check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.